We open on an idyllic suburban street where a woman in a wide hat, bright plastic sunglasses, and a pale yellow sundress drives her convertible with one hand on the wheel and the other doing that thing you do in a convertible where you stick your arm off to the side and swoop your hand up and down to feel the drag and lift as you cruise through town. She turns into a driveway, hops out of the car, and waves to her neighbor, a fit 30-something gent with a crew cut and a solid blue polo shirt. To chat idly about the weather and the neighborhood association ordinances as our perspective begins to move up and zoom out. Too far away now to hear their conversation, but high enough to see the pastel front siding of all the suburban homes populating this cul-de-sac. We continue craning upward and zooming out, and we're able to see behind the homes now, and we see that they're not just homes. In fact, they are facades behind which lie much stranger structures. Off-white fighter jet-like spaceships, each with one bright crimson wing jutting up and into the sky with unique graffiti-like markings on each. We continue upward still, past the artificial dome sustaining the suburb's breathable atmosphere and out into the swirling purple mists of an alien world. Nigh vacant save for this small, picturesque settlement. In giant Futura font across the screen, very random encounters, uncharted worlds. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we've randomly determined as many things as possible, including characters, villains, names, places, and other star-faring stuff. It all comes together to be a very random encounter. I'm Travis. I'm Logan. I'm Lee. And I'm Greg. Hey, uh, y'all, when you give me shit for not looking at the doc, how about you look at the fucking doc and learn the order that I, I changed the names to? that it says Lee next, but... I wasn't paying attention, so fuck you. I just uh, I just knew that buddy. I was next on the other times, and I realized that I hadn't checked it until now. <laughs> and you are not allowed to give me shit anymore. I think uh, I am. Yeah, <laughs> okay. we've been looking at it a lot. This is the first time. <laughs> uh, you don't own me. This is a new season, and that's really fun. And we're gonna go to space yeah. this time. We're playing a game called Uncharted Worlds, which is powered by the Apocalypse game. Uh, we, You might have heard us play one of those before when we did our one shot of Monster of the Week. So this uses a very similar system. We're going to be rolling 2d6 for rolls, and that determines how well or poorly it'll go for our characters. But for Uncharted Worlds specifically, the book describes itself... Uh, by saying, Uncharted Worlds is a space opera of discovery and adventure, which explores the universe of deadly beauty, hostile frontiers, rapacious organizations, and crippling debt. Uh, and then goes on to say it's inspired by stuff like Mass Effect, Farscape, Firefly, Fifth Element, Star Trek, and the RPG Traveler. Um, Multipass. I don't know what that is. Ugh. It's from Fifth Element. Come on. Oh, yeah, Fifth Element. Yeah, sure. Read the source I don't material. care that much about Fifth Element. Um, Neither do I, but it's a pop culture reference. Sure. Travis. Uh, for space. So we're gonna be making we're gonna be making characters in space today. Um who wants to go first? Me? I think Lee wants to go first. 
Yes. Uh, so this game um, actually just sort of assumes that everyone's going to be playing humans, uh, which like I get why they do that because they want to tell the uh, very like human centered stories, and I dig that, but. I don't think it's super in the spirit of our show that if we're randomly determining everything that there's not even a chance that some of us could be aliens or robots or whatever in this space game. So I've uh, hooked up a essentially a species chart for you to roll on, uh, which won't really have any mechanical effect, but I just want it to be possible that um, there are very weird things in our party. So uh, for that first roll, Lee... I'm going to need a 1d20. Okay. It's going to be merperson. I'm going to be so <laughs> mad if she gets fish alien. <laughs> I'm going to be so happy. <laughs> 13. Oh, no, that's the wrong Eight. Eight, five. It's like a 13 mush together. <laughs> Lee, it was so close. You almost got fish alien. <laughs> oh. So, no. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You are a bird alien. Um, oh, you are that's... a bird-like alien. Um, we can that's determine so cool. All, we can determine all the details about you know what your species is like you know outside of this, but that's the seed of what you are. Um, okay, seed. <laughs> bird seed. Yeah, cool. I'd like a, a large seed. <laughs> so for name, um, would you like uh, masculine, feminine, or neither? Feminine. Okay. Now give me a let me see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Give me a one D ten roll. One. Oh, this is oh, why'd you have to roll the one that's hard to say? Um <laughs> your name, and I'll copy and paste this into the chat, is Lirianne Whittington. Um Lirianne Whitt It's a nice name, but it ain't easy to say. Uh it sounds like a bird. It's in the Skype chat there. Lirianne okay. Whittington. Um, Ooh, okay. It's very bird-like to me. It is kind of birdie. Hey, if you're new to the show, you might not know me, but I'm the voice that comes on during the character creation episodes to skip past the boring parts uh, and just bring you to the highlights. So we're going to skip a bit here because we're just getting into the more mechanical stuff, and I'm going to show you some of the highlights of Lee's character, Lirianne Whittington. After that, you'll get a nice little monologue scene wherein Lyrian introduces herself to you, and then we will rinse and repeat for the other two characters. But first, we have got to hear those Lyrian character creation highlights. It'll be a nice little montage, and maybe I'll throw in some elevator music in there just for style. Here's where we get into the more mechanical stuff with the system. Uh, what's really cool and what drew me to this game for our show is that instead of rolling for one class, you roll two careers that are like uh, things your character either, jobs your character either had in the past or currently, um, and then one origin, which is like the type of planet you grew up on. Cool. Um, and then that creates a composite by which you can choose skills from all three of those, uh, the two careers and the origin. So we're going to roll your origin first, because that makes more sense to me uh, to okay. do it that way. So roll a d10. Four. Four. One, two, three, four. Uh, crowded. So you are on a heavily populated hive city or space station. 
another 1d10. Another one. Uh, academic is your first career. Okay. The academic career represents years of study and learning. With a strong focus on science and logic, academics can be found in specialist positions in other fields, leveraging their years of study. Military academics tend to be field men. Now your second move for academic, I'm going to have you roll a d4. Okay. Two. Chemistry. When creating an antidote, vaccine, drug, poison, or pathogen in a lab, state the effect you want it to have and its method of transmission, i.e. spray, injection, pill, etc., uh, and then you and then you roll for it, and there are different results, which I can send you all this later, too. Holy shit. Okay. Then, for the final bit of your character, I'm going to have you roll your second career, so another 1d10. Okay. Eight. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Lee, I like your character already. Your second uh, career is scoundrel. That's such a <laughs> weird combination. Uh, Academic scoundrel. Good. Okay. Okay. Um, Even if she can get away from fish people, she can't get away from scoundrels. That's, that's true. true. <laughs> well, I mean, birds are the fishes of the air, so. Well, <laughs> Sure. It's a stretch. They swim gracefully through the air. There's, you know, there's a word for that. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. You have false identity. You maintain a number of fake identities that have neutral standing with all factions. We'll get to factions hmm. later. I should have, I should have asked before. I know you asked for feminine names. Are we using she/her pronouns for the character or something else? She/her is good. Yes, cool. thank you. Sorry, I accidentally rolled twice, so one was the first roll I got. Ah, it's so good! It's like it's falling to- Ah, you have a group of grad students. (laughs) Yeah, give me a d18. Six. (laughs) It's- So the first, uh, upgrade they have is that they're criminal grad students. Uh, they're able to commit (laughs) small-scale criminal activity (laughs) or assist with larger crimes. I've been dreading how to introduce these. Um, so there are factions in this game, and they're all very good, and I love each one of them equally. Um, uh, and they're all terrible, and I love each one. <laughs> um, so one of the mechanics of this game that we haven't talked about is the idea of factions and debt. Uh, the way the game works is occasionally you're going to run into a circumstance where just the three of you ain't going to get it done. And you need some outside help, whether that be um, getting some, you know, hired muscle to uh, help you along or hiring someone with expertise or um, maybe even getting uh, some sort of convoy to get you safely to one place or another. Any of those things, you're going to ask for favors from these four factions and doing so in cruise, incurs, in cruise are either of those words. I'm not sure, but you get debt from Mm -hmm. asking for favors. Um, and then at, uh, basically any point that it makes sense in the fiction, I can say, uh, one of the folks from that faction is going to ask you to repay that debt by doing them a favor. Um, and if you can't do it in that instance, then, um, you owe them an additional debt. And if things start to get too out of control, they could just decide to kill or arrest or whatever you. Uh, I think I'll decide whether or not to actually give you the description of the factions 
depending on how long the character creation goes. Uh, but for now, the four names of the factions that you're going to write down are, and everybody can do this, I suppose, because it's all going to be the same for everybody. I'll put them in, in the Skype chat. But for the listener, the names of those factions are Fable. Second one is The Invisible. Third one is The Scarlet Shark Soldiers. <clears throat> And the fourth one is the Karma Order. Huh. Those are our four factions. They are all very strange, uh, and we'll get to them when we get to them. But, so we need to determine uh, to whom... What was Lee's name? Uh, uh, Lyrian Whittington. Yeah, we need to determine whom Lyrian owes. So you're going to give me... A D4 three times, essentially. Okay. Just tell me what the results of those are. Two, three, three. So you owe one debt to the invisible and two debt to the Scarlet Shark soldiers. So just write that down. Okay. Uh, and then we're done with Lear Yen. I thought everyone knew about the avians, but honestly, it's come up more than I would have thought. See, the avians are an engineered species, pet project of some power-crazed scientist hundreds of years ago. I don't know, I guess she thought she would play God to a new species. It doesn't matter. It didn't go well. I mean... Don't get me wrong, I, I'm glad to be here, but whatever that crazy lady had planned, well, we can remember flying. Did you know that? Climb up to the edge of a tall building and the urge to jump is, you can't imagine it. It's why so many of us are pilots, damn good ones too. But I can tell this isn't what you were asking about. You want to know more about me? There's not much to know, really. I, I was an orphan at a young age. Grew up on the streets. One day, I picked the pocket of the wrong person. Or, I guess, the right person. They became my patron and saw some potential in me, I guess. Sent me to school. Got me a fancy education. But... I'm still just a street finch in the end. Something needs doing. I don't care much how it gets done. Rob Peter to pay Paul and all that. Or kill Steve to satisfy the invisible. Sorry about this. It's not personal. Not that that matters to you in the end. But I owe three very powerful people some very big debts. Well. Just two now. You're feeling sleepy? That's good. Just go to sleep. That's all. It's just going to sleep. You won't feel a thing. Hey, it's Travis from the future cutting into what is admittedly an Kind of awkward part of the episode to do announcements, but I didn't want to do them at the beginning because I wanted that cold open to 
hit you cold as a cold open should. So anyway, here are those announcements. First, thank you for listening to the new season. I especially want to thank any new listeners who are jumping in on our new adventure. It's going to be fun, I promise. Second, we're going to try something new this season. A little earlier in the episode, you heard me talk a little bit about factions, and we were struggling with how to explain those to you. So we're going to do something really cool. We've already made a bonus episode that's full of little scripted sketches to explain who these different groups are, and that bonus episode is going to come out on Wednesday. We had a ton of fun making it, and we think you're really going to like it, so make sure to listen to that to get an idea of the setting and the people in it. And then, yeah, next Monday, we're going to release the first full actual play episode of the season, so make sure you listen to the faction bonus that's going to go up on Wednesday, uh, and then we'll see you on the next full episode. Oh, one more thing. The new guitar riffs on the awesome new intro song were by friend of Logan's, Chris Steenerson. So you can find him on Twitter at C Steenerson. That's C-S-T-E-E-N-E-R-S-O-N on Twitter. Uh, And you can thank him for those radical riffs. Oh, I almost forgot. We reached out to a lot of the folks that we met at PodCon and asked to do a promo swap with them. So they're going to be playing our promo and we're going to be playing some of theirs so don't be surprised if you hear one or two of those in the next few weeks uh in fact you'll hear one right now if you like pizza and podcasts you should listen to the pizza bros podcast we cover pizza and and bros well we're bros pizza mostly around the pacific northwest usually we're starting to get into the big chains too If you're interested in finding out what the best frozen pizza is, you can also listen to the Saucy 16. We also have a lot of strong opinions about all sorts of stuff. Pineapple. It's the best. So if you're interested, make sure to download and subscribe on iTunes. We release every Wednesday. We try not to chew as much. I'll speak for yourself. Wants to go next? Me. Yes. Beat him. <laughs> Got him. Uh, scrolling back up to the top of the. That felt like an hour and a half. <laughs> it's tiring telling you to roll that. It many is. Times. It really okay. is. Okay. Back to the top. Uh, Logan, do you want to find out what kind of thing you are? Yeah, I already rolled a two for D twenty. Go, 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 go. A two on D twenty. Uh, yep. You are a cybernetic human. Yes! <gasps> I'm a robot! <laughs> you yes! are a human with uh, some sort of cybernetic stuff added on. As a result, I'm going to give you one more option in terms of name generators. You can either go masculine, feminine, neither, or the special fourth category, uh, robotic sounding. Because I felt like, you know, if you're going to be a cybernetic yeah. human, maybe you'll want that. So um, what's, what's your yeah, option do. there? Please make me IG-88. I can't just give you the name you want, but do you want a robot-sounding name? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Oops, that's the wrong tab. That's a very different tab. Uh, okay. That's my porn tab. <laughs> <laughs> that I just have open. Um, why won't this roll? Okay. Now give me a D10. 
Oh, God. I was ready for everything else. Did it. Three. Your name is Shift9. Shift-9. What is Shift9? So my name is left parenthesis. <laughs> no. Don't do this. Your name is Shift9. First uh, name left, last name parenthesis. No. The dice say your name is Shift9. Okay. Uh, uh, what pronouns should we use for Shift9? Um, I think that Shift... Oh, God. What if we just table it and come back? Yeah, yeah. sure. Let me figure out Shift9, what Shift9's deal is, and then I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, guess what? It's me again. I am going to skip past all the boring stuff about Shift 9 and just get to the cool parts about Shift 9. So here are those highlights for Shift 9. So let's figure out your origin first. So let's do a D10. Okay. One. This is fitting, considering you're part robot. (laughs) You have an advanced origin. The description for that um, is the advanced grew up in prosperous high-tech societies well ahead of the galactic technology curve, enjoying an unprecedented quality of life. Technologies and gadgets that would be rare or fantastical elsewhere were considered commonplace. So now let's figure out your careers. So roll a d10 for me. One again. Yeah, sure. I mean, I was going to say, well, we can't do academic again, but I think we can, right? yeah. Yeah, your your first career is academic. Your second career, uh, D10, please. Ten. Technocrat. You are very techy, Logan. Yeah. All up in that. Um, yeah, I got all kinds of that. You're a techy robot. Uh, this is one we haven't read, so I'll read it. The technocrat career is the most wired in and computer-centric of the careers, focusing on programming, data, and electronic warfare. Um, other careers benefit from the technocrat's mastery of Give me a D5. Uh, Four. Network. You can simultaneously track the location and health of a dozen willing subjects through a console or HUD. You are able to remotely get involved, which is like remotely help someone on a task, uh, or issue commands. Jerry, are you, do you need some food? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So you're going to have a flyer with three upgrades. So. What kind of flyer? Uh, we're gonna figure it out by rolling these. Give me a D14. Okay. One. It is agile for its first upgrade. Quick, maneuverable, and able to perform stunts. <laughs> uh, D13, please. That's another one! What the hell? I rolled four ones in a row! <laughs> that is wild. So it is armored as well. So, uh, it has plus two armor when things try to damage it. Uh, so now a D12 for the third one. That one's a 10, so we've broken this this one streak. Transport can carry a dozen people or a cargo container. One. Back to the ones. That is a weapon. All right. How about a lightsaber? Um, You're going to roll a D2 to figure out if it's a firearm or a melee weapon. The one? That is a melee weapon. Lightsaber. We're one step closer to a lightsaber. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... You're going to have two upgrades. D17, please. 16. I mean, maybe the worst one mechanically, but the best one in the book, uh, stylish. 
looks impressive, <laughs> distinctive, and unique. Oh my god, yes. Um, Though this is all that this is all that uh, Shift Nine cares about. <laughs> uh, what did I have you roll? A seventeen? Whatever. Uh, yeah. Roll a minus one of whatever I had you roll. D sixteen is an eleven. Uh, this is penetrating, so it ignores armor. Yeah, it is. Um, and then we can figure out what form it takes on our own. Um, like if it's a sword, which it sounds like you want. Is it a lightsaber? Because like a sword you ain't a lightsaber. Wait, sure. If you want it to be that, it'll be. So we just need your faction debts. So give me a D4 three times. Uh, that's a three, a one, and a one. So you owe one debt to the Scarlet Shark soldiers, and you owe two debt to Fable. The video game series. You are really addicted to Fable. One thing I didn't mention with Lirien is that the game asks you to make an archetype name for the specific combination of three, two careers and an origin you got. So make up some sort of snappy name like the technical robo. (laughs) Lord and Lady Techington's School for Young Children. But it needs to encompass all three things. Yeah, like the example from the example from one of the um what is that even called? One of the pre-made character sheets says um it names someone with a spacefaring origin and then the careers explorer and personality was uh the pilot for instance. Um uh since I'm cybernetic, I'm advanced. You and you don't have to do it right now, by the way, but that's just a thing to keep in mind if you want to. But I, I mean, like, let me just take a shot here. Sure. Higher being. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. It fills yeah. in a lot of stuff about what I would think about Shift Nine. You know, it says a lot about your attitude. Yeah. Right, but I mean, like, that's the type of person who has this flashy custom ship. Mm-hmm. And a stylish weapon. The, one of the one of the reasons why I purchased this weapon was because it was stylish. Another <laughs> title: Midlife Crisis Nerd. Putting <laughs> it out there. Are we going? Yeah, I'm about to. We're just about to. Is it ready? Well, yeah, we're all ready. This. I'm just gonna do this one time. So get, yeah. I mean, just get it. Okay. okay. Fine. Right. We'll do it. Do it. And turn it around. I'm Shift Nine, the left parenthesis on your deepest secret. Welcome to Higher Being, where I hunt for dangerous species and exterminate them to keep you safe. And of course, there's a little money in it for me as well. My team is expertly trained in spatio-temporal hyperlinks, tachyons, and whatever else the fuck. Together, we're a force of nature that forces nature to respect civilization. All you beautiful people are invited to come along, and everyone else, well, I don't mind if you sit in the corner and watch. Keep your HUD tuned to this feed, and you might just win my next bounty. Was that good? 
I'm, I'm, this is a rhetorical question. I, I said I wasn't going to record it again. Whatever, we'll fix it in post. No, yes, th yes, that was a joke, Schuler. Because there is no post, this is live, I understand. How many seconds until we're done with this intro? And I have to get back to this? Okay. Time to get ready. Steel resolve shift. Time to soar. Hims, thims, hers, furs, zims, and purrs, it is now time once again for your chosen entertainment personality, Shift 9, bringing you higher being. You want to make a character? Yeah, I do. All right. Let's see what kind of thing you are. Roll me a d20. Nine. You are a reptilian alien. Woo-wee! You're a sleestag. I don't know what that is. What? It's from Land of the Lost, man. It's oh, fine. okay. Sure. Oh, I get to do a lot of hisses. Yes. <laughs> this won't get annoying. Oh, uh, yeah, it will. <laughs> Um. <laughs> Alright, do you want a masculine, feminine, or neither name? Masculine. Like Drake Tungsten. <laughs> what if I rolled Drake Tungsten? <laughs> <laughs> Roll me a D10. Oh, some of these names are real good. Seven. One of them's Drake Tungsten. You are Carol Tardiff. How do you spell the last name? T-A-R-D-I-F-F, -F, Carol Tardiff. Like Cardiff, but with a T. But with a T. Yep. Tardiff. Tardiff. It's a different city. <laughs> Tardiff, <laughs> the other one. Pronouns for Carol? Uh, he, him. Sounds good. You know the drill, we're not actually going to listen to all of this detail, so here are some of the highlights about the character creation process for Greg's character, Carol. Let's figure out what you do, or where you're from, rather. Give me a d10 for origin. Three. Colonist. Interesting. The colonists are born and raised out of the fringes of galactic civilization, living in domes, colony pods, or habitation modules, working diligently and tirelessly to terraform planets to make them more hospitable for the next generation. Uh, roll me a d4 to figure out what skill you get from colonist. Four. Heavy lifting. Um, so you ignore the clumsy trait, which is just like a... Sometimes if a circumstance would make you clumsier than normal. You have to roll twice, basically. Uh, so ignore the clumsy trait inflicted by heavy weapons, heavy armor, encumbrance, and high gravity. You are a strong snake boy. <laughs> strong like bull. <laughs> uh, strong like snake. Strong like snake. Give me a d10 for your first career. Five. Cool, this is one we haven't had. This is industrial. The industrial career shapes its surroundings by constructing, improving, and demolishing. Other careers benefit greatly from the industrial's ability to create, repair, and maintain a variety of machines. Only another D10 to figure out your second career. A six. Military. The military career specializes in combat with a heavy reliance on command, discipline, and strategy. 
Careers that have to deal with hostiles or war zones benefit greatly when combined with the military career's command of the battlefield. Give me a D5, please. Actually, D4, because one of them is heavy lifting, which you already have. A three. You have a unique weapon. You own a unique class three firearm or heavy weapon. Uh, if that weapon is ever lost, you can abandon it and spend an extended period of time claiming a new weapon as your unique weapon, adding an extra upgrade to it. Lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> no, it says firearm or heavy weapon. Those are not uh, melee weapons. Heavy repeating a lightsaber. Uh, <laughs> and we know it's ranged and not melee, so now we need to figure out if it's a firearm or a heavy weapon, so give me a D2. One. It is a firearm. Uh, and we're gonna figure out what upgrades it has. Give me a D21. 17. Shrapnel? It, it causes amputation, bleeding, and disfigurement. Ew. In a small radius. Whoa. A D20, please. Two. Burst. Instead of a single shot, it sprays <laughs> shots in a wide cone. It's really coming together. Welcome to my nail gun. Uh, now a D19, please. Five. <laughs> it's really all coming together. It is explosive. Uh, loud, causes messy wounds, property damage, uh, messy wounds and property damage near the point of impact. So that's your firearm. Um, Ooh. I'm afraid of it, personally. A tire. Um, so you're gonna have <laughs> clothes with two upgrades. I would like a... D14, please. 12. Shielded. You have plus one armor. And then give me a minus one of whatever I told you to roll last time. Two. Uh, carapace. So actually that, uh, which is plus three armor, but clumsy. Holy cow, that, you have heavy lifting, uh, which means you get, I think you get to ignore clumsy on yeah. tire. Yeah. Uh, so you would normally have clumsy with carapace, uh, but you don't because heavy lifting. Uh, carapace gives you plus three armor. Shielded gives you plus one. So you have a total of plus four armor. That is wild. I'm never going to hurt you in this entire game. <laughs> I need to hurt you emotionally. Did Greg roll a min-maxed random character? Nothing can hurt me. I think all we have left are your faction debts. So yeah, give me three D4. Uh, two, one, and three. All right, cool. So you owe one each to Fable, the Invisible, and the Scarlet Shark Soldiers. My name is Carol Tardiff. My parents found my egg on some distant moon, and being humans and colonists they saw use in everything and so they brought me along on their journey to inhabit a planet that they called Terra Prime. Terra Prime is the fourth Terra Prime in the system. It's ridiculous. But they were good parents. They taught me how to work the land, how to build things, how to make life out of nothing. We were very successful. I may be a bit scrawny but I work very hard. Of course, our success brought attention, attention from the outer reaches, attention from those who don't work, those who take the work of others. It became necessary, at least in my mind, that we put up a defense. 
I learned. I learned quickly. I learned how to kill, how to command, how to build. I created the necessary defenses to keep my parents safe, and I did. Of course, eventually, my actions became unwanted in more peaceful times. And I was tired of living on Terra fucking Prime the Fourth. So I left. I've spent the rest of my life traveling the universe, or what little shit parts of it I can find. I'm good. I kill things. I build things. I'm not afraid. But many things are of me. I sent three pictures that are my vision board of my. Ooh. Although one of them is like, like kind of cut off in the middle, but I guess you have to click on it. I gotta download all these. What the hell, E? Sorry. It shows up on my Skype. Maybe your Skype's just stupid. God. Maybe. Maybe all Skypes is stupid. Well, that is so true. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at VREcast, or check out our website at VRE.show. Follow Lirien at Yosef Bridge, Shift9 at Logan Jenkins, Carol at Whitewing, and the Galactic Overlord at the Travis W. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about the show. Those are the best ways to help us out. One citizen of the five-star constellation, Rick... 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 Rick Hitton? Rakitten, I'm going to go with Rakitten, says, The short description is that this show is a tabletop RPG actual play where the crew randomizes as many details as possible in a variety of systems. What that description leaves out, however, is that the group is made up of some of the smartest, wittiest, and most committed folks in RPG podcasting. They really commit to turning randomly generated attributes into a coherent story with believable characters, at least in context. They are mindful of diversity and representation, they listen to each other and build collaboratively, and they take some really risky choices, both in terms of chance and emotional vulnerability. If you like tabletop RPGs at their finest, you need to listen. The Call of Cthulhu season is my favorite so far. Thanks. Aww. So nice! save for this small, picturesque settlement. In giant Futura font across the screen, very random encounters, uncharted worlds. The theme song plays. <laughs> so you started that uh, like an episode of Forensic Files? <laughs> I, no, I started that like an episode of Lost. Couldn't you hear the boop, 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 all I could think of was I I've never watched Lost because I knew. I knew. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. They had <laughs> they had me. Um, and uh, no, like the whole Brent way through, does me. right now is watch Forensic Files. He's been binging it, and there's so a lot. Of, I know how to kill a lot of people and how not to kill a lot of people. But that whole thing, 
Little did she know that neighbor would prove to be key in her murder. <laughs> Forensic files. <laughs>